Um, well, let's uh, let's start. Are you ready to start? Are you just clicking through your pages? Yeah, I'm just just uh, setting up. Uh, well, well, I can. So yeah. shall I just do some chatting? Yeah, yeah, I can. I can you can still chat it. while you can multitask. Oh, yeah. um, welcome to the podcast. It's the Tales of the Unexpected podcast. It, well, it, it is the Tales of the Unexpected podcast, but what we're dealing with today doesn't fit in that category. No, it doesn't, because, I mean, it's certainly, it's unexpected. However, it's more bollocks, isn't it? Than, it <laughs> it's unexpectedly a, bad. It's just a tale of bollocks. <laughs> and there's a few reasons why it's a tale of bollocks. And what the main reason is it's just an absurd storyline. Yeah. It's different to anything we've dealt with so far. Even the Bible story from a couple of weeks ago. The Bible story. The one about the man, the woman who turned to salt. Oh, oh yes, yeah. Okay, even why. that's like, yeah. even that's like you're going. Well, actually, there's no to say that can't be true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one though, I nearly gave the punchline away to this one though. Oh. Um, yeah. So I tell you what. Look, because we, we need to get into what what what's going on, and we, we'll have a little chat, a proper little chat, and how we do things here. But first of all, we need some intro music. So let's have that, and then let's chat. Welcome everybody. Here's the music. Tested the mic now, so and that seems it, to be okay. Yeah, see, we're we're on, we're on. Right, okay. Now then, this uh, the the episode that we're dealing with today. And wait, there, stop, 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 stop. I always, every now and then, and I, I don't. There's no regiment to this. It's just every now and then when I think about it, I feel like we just have to remind people what what we're doing here. Right. What we're doing here is we're doing a podcast based on this show that was once broadcast in the UK. On in the on ITV uh, called the Tales of the Unexpected, uh, and it was like you always remember because it was like it was a series, but it wasn't a serial. Does that make sense? Yeah, in that each episode was self-contained. Yeah, you you started and ended. Yeah. Right, and traditionally, what happened is a story was told, and then there'd be a a minute towards the end, a bit of a spin, yeah. and you weren't expecting that. Yeah. Right. Now then, uh, we we both enjoyed the show. I, I think it's fair to say we didn't. That it's like we're not in love with the show. It's just that we enjoyed the show, and yeah. it's definitely got some talking points, right? And for, and for me, it was sort of like a big. It, it sort of left marks on my upbringing. Well, you know? exactly. You would you whenever you watched it, you, there was something that resonated, and like thirty, nearly forty years later, and we're. Dis- actually thinking, ah, oh, do you know? I remember thinking yeah. this when I was a kid, and it's because of this. Yeah, well, I carried some things for, like the story about how people used to kill people in India with cats' whiskers. Yeah, uh, you uh, said that. Tiger whiskers. Yeah, and I and I feared strangers. And yeah. and the oysters, the oysters, the buried oysters for killing people. Yeah, as well. yeah. I I took both of those, and uh, to a degree, forgot where it had come from. Which which I forgot where. Moon on a Stick came from. Oh, the Richard Herring 
Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea it came from that. It's a, it's a phrase I've always used. You want a moon on the stick? Since way back. Yeah. I had no idea where it was. Thought it was just a standard sort of phrase, but then the other day I heard Rick Jerry talking and saying that, that well, I don't know, I think he was claiming to have created it when he and Stuart Lee were doing... Uh, the the Fist of Fun. Yeah. Yeah, Fist of Fun. Yeah. Of course, that ended with him actually having... Producing the moon on a, a stick. A moon on a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moon on a stick, I should say. So so what we do then <laughs> is we, we, we decided that we're going to watch an episode and then... Chat about it. What what actually happened? Maybe every once in a while, bring a fact in. <laughs> now then, we, I, I brought a fact in last week. You did. I did. It was like a legal fact, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I like listening to your legal stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, your background has been in law, which is great because um, you keep putting me on the straight and narrow, <laughs> don't you? Hopefully, so, I yeah, avoid yeah, being sued. Yeah. yeah. So you you can give me a little pointer. So when I come to edit this. I know to get that rid of that bit that, that could have us being sued. Yeah, you, actually, you ought to really listen to all the stuff that he has to take out. Uh, pin that because I'm going to come back to it. Pin that. Right now, then we thought let's do a podcast, uh, chat about the episode, and then put our own little spins on things. And I think the we're currently on a ratio of kind of, you know, one or two facts per episode, aren't we? Yeah, I would, I would say that. It's, yeah. we, I mean, I'm not going to say it's con- all conjecture, but there, there is a man, matter of opinion on elements. It creeps in, yeah, it creeps yeah. in. This one, then, the one that we're dealing with now, then, is called The Boy Who... Uh, talked with animals. Talked with animals. Now, first of, so, so are we ready to start? By the way, should we discuss the episode? Is every do you, uh, wait, show I think of hands? Put it off as long as we can. Yeah, show of hands out there. Is everybody ready to start? Looks like it, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right now, first of all, off the bat, as I was about to say, yeah. surely this should be called the boy who speaks to animals or talks to animals. Not the boy who talked with animals just seems like a, a cluttered sentence. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't even sound like English, does it? That you, <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm not really sure. Um, so, but but what we can assure you is that uh, the person who wrote this was definitely English. It was Roald Dahl. It was. Now, for those who, uh, and I hope you have listened to uh, from from the start, but for those who have, have been aware of, of how this the, the Tales of the Unexpected series ran, Roald Dahl was pretty much the, the, the contributor to being the writer, uh, or rather the stories, the, 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 the filming was based on his stories, right? Yeah, yeah, and at the beginning, in, in the so, beginning, way back, they, yeah. they were Roald Dahl stories, weren't they? they? And in fact, the show was called Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah. Then, then it just became, Roald, sorry, Tales of the Unexpected introduced by Roald Dahl, yeah. and then his stories seemed to drop off. Now, we're back in with a Roald Dahl, but we're in season four now. Yeah. There is no intro. It's no, just a story by him. Nothing, nothing, no Roald. No. That, that's what, when I, when I saw, I mean, I knew it was by him, but when I yeah. saw the words by Roald Dahl, yeah. I thought, wonder if there's going to be an intro. Yeah, and it, it would be, it, it's, it's been a while since he has introduced anything. Yeah, and but, I thought, you know, he'd be, he'd be taking responsibility for this, but I can understand why not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He wasn't in it. Uh, he's just credited as being the person who wrote the book, yeah. what the book is based on. Um, now then, uh, have we looked into what the, the the actual book was about? I mean, you've you've got it up there on the Wikipedia. Yeah, so yeah. Should we come to it as, as it happens? 
Well, I mean, it's it's apparently a short story. It's a short story from uh, a book called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar and Six More. <laughs> I don't know that's specific. <laughs> Most of the stories, actually, were, I mean, they were all, like, kind of, what did you call it? Compendiums, is that what you'd call yeah. it? Yeah, anthology. Uh, anthologies, yeah, yeah. So he would write, Kiss Kiss was probably the most famous. Yeah, yeah. There was probably about six or seven, and I think a couple more added in later editions. There, were, there was a few more like that, but this is another one. The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar and Six More. <laughs> now, is the and six more, six more stories, is that the whole title of The Wonderful Stories of Sh- Henry Sugar and Six More? Yeah, because there is, in fact, one of the stories called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. And then there's just and six then, more. And then, in addition to that, there are, in fact, six more. Right, yeah, okay, so yeah. this is the, and, and this is the, this is the, this, the first story from that. Yeah, this yeah. is the opener. Yeah. This is the, so it's got to... Draw you in. Yeah, yeah big your boots to, to yeah. fill this yeah. one, isn't it? Right, okay, well, let's see if it fills those well, big let's, let's see. Okay. I think the listeners, if, they, if they'd heard us commenting <laughs> on us dreading watching this episode, <laughs> they probably already realised that this probably isn't the best of it's the not our, It's not our favourite, but I was determined today to sort of go into it, putting aside my prejudices. As far as I could, but it didn't. It, I finished up re- reacting to it as uh, as it as it went through because it, with astonishment sometimes. Yeah, well, this I think without giving away the story, I think I did the same. It's like it does it. It's not aged well. Mm. Uh, certainly, the first time I saw it, I was like, "What the hell's just happened there?" The second time I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck's just happened there?" <laughs> and then I just wanted to smash my face with the book uh, all the way through the, the the last time I watched it. Anyway, let's. But but what we don't want to do is is bring that that dismal no no absolutely so, not because so, so, environment to this podcast. We no. can still talk about it and bring conjecture and minimal facts <laughs> as we always do. Right, let's kick off then. So, the boy who talked with animals. Incorrect grammar, as far as I'm concerned, but I'm no expert. Yeah. Um, and then, it, and then it kicks off. He goes straight into it, and he's in fact talking with an animal. Isn't so he? we've got the. Uh, we start off with a boy called David. David. It's a close up of him talking to a lizard, yeah. and that's the episode, really, isn't it? That's, <laughs> well, we'll see you next. No, really, actually, it goes on a little bit longer it's than a that. Bit, it'd be more merciful if it did end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah, he is chatting to a lizard. We don't ascertain whether this lizard is a pet or whether he's just found it on a branch outside. Yeah, no, we can't tell. And, he's, but he's outside. Yeah, and, and the reason I say a branch outside is because they're actually in a, a holiday resort in, I think, the Caribbean. Yeah, I yeah. reckon. I'm, I'm thinking Jamaica. Because there were steel drums yeah. to indicate that, weren't there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a big sign saying, this is Jamaica. welcome to Jamaica. But the steel drums, <laughs> the steel drums suggested it. it. Yeah, and, cool. and it wasn't lightly done, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was thrust <laughs> upon you. Because... Um, um, what he does is he's telling he's telling the lizard that um, I'm going to be back by five o'clock. Right? Is that is that, which, is that is that what he's saying? Because I, I I was trying not to glaze, which was sort, <laughs> sort of presupposes not only that the lizard can understand English, but that it can tell the time. Does it? Yeah, yeah, that is a a concept of time. <laughs> I, I mean, a lizard. I mean, we, have we not discussed this before about the fact that a dog's life is. Seven years of human life, yeah. which is weird. Actually, I've got a dog, and we did some research into what the dog's age is. Uh-huh. Right, so it's our dog is two. So we went online and say, "Is it? Is it? How 14, many?" 14. Well, that's what you'd have thought, yeah. but it's not. Apparently, the dog is twenty-eight at the moment. Really? Right? Yeah, it goes up in 
Well, it's two and a half, so that's why we did 28. It's, it goes up something like 14 years every year, right? And then after it gets to about two or three, it then levels out to seven years every one year, every one human How year. I know! <laughs> I mean, imagine what a dog's calendar looks like or a diary. So I'm just wondering what about this lizard going, five, do you mean five o'clock your time or mine? <laughs> Because five o'clock my time is could be now. <laughs> yes, it's in the next second. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, right now then, his mum gets is she's coming. Come on, and she doesn't say this, but you can tell by her eyes she's saying you're talking to another bollocking animal. She's got Lady Diane cut, hasn't she? She has, and yeah, she's got no patience with her son. And yeah. it probably the title's given this away: the boy who talked with animals, because. He's good. He's that's probably what he does. Yeah, he doesn't really talk to humans. I tell you what, I've got I've got a wonder about lizards. It's sort of like a a, a a sort of fact, but it's also a wonder. But it's quite unpleasant. Which is well, some lizards, right? They if their tail comes off, they can regenerate. Yeah. And so I was I was I think I was reading this thing, and like they've done experiments on this. Where they've kept pulling tails off until it got to a point where it no longer regenerated. Now, isn't that isn't that dreadful? Yeah, it's like shaving hair, isn't it? It's, well, it's worse. I mean, like, because because they're keeping pulling its tail off until it no longer grows back. I mean, have, so, they, have they pulled it off for a start? I don't That's know. Sort of, foot on its back, and uh, I don't know. Did you cut it off? Do you pull it off? Does it matter? I mean, it, I would have thought that the reason why, how this animal has evolved is. It gets into a battle, yeah. something grabs hold of its tail, it, it rips off, the lizard runs away. Yeah. And then over time, it grows back. Right yeah, yeah. Now then, if they're doing it under scientific experiments, then they're going to have to recreate how a lizard would do that. So they're going to have to maul this... Chase it down the beach. Ch- chase it it's on the beach. It's going to be and, and it's going to be in pain, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's going to be. They can't do it surgically, because otherwise that... It, it wouldn't... It wouldn't kick it off That's not same. a controlled experiment then, is it? Anyway. Well, I suppose what you'd have to do is have two lizards, wouldn't you? You'd have to have a control yeah. and the lizard in question. It's so horrible, isn't it? That? Good Lord, I hope they only did it once. I, w- I, wonder, I wonder... Oh, non. I hope they did it non-times. I hope, I imagine, yeah. yeah. But I wonder, right, how much pressure is required to break off a lizard's tail? Because you'd think it'd have to be quite a bit for ordinary reasons, but then it'd have to be not much so that it could get away. Yeah, you're right. It, yeah, it must be like a... Like, unless it could dislocate it. Uh. So it's got right. So it's got like a little lever in his chest. He pulls the lever, <laughs> tail comes off, and he runs. Uh, and yeah. there's no blood whatsoever. A bit like yeah, Transformers or something like that. Sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. In in reverse, really. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, anyway, he's telling this is squirrel. No, what is it? A lizard. lizard. Uh, a wizard. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was going to be back by five o'clock. His mum comes in and says, "Look, are you coming? Do you want a snorkel or not?" <laughs> I actually learned to swim because of a snorkel. Ooh. We were in a in Mallorca, right? And I'd seen a snorkel in one of them shops, like yeah, the, yeah, you know yeah. the gift shop things. Yeah, yeah. And my mum said, and I said I wanted it, and she said, "Well, there's no point because you can't swim." And that was her way of saying to me, "Learn how to swim, and I'll get it for you." Uh. I learned how to swim in four days. Wow. Yeah. I'd not, I wasn't there like permanently in the pool for four days. You know, I had, I had to have lunch and stuff like that, <laughs> and, and go on excursions. Uh, do you go to the sponge factory? Probably. Yeah, and what liqueur? Or you liqueur taste? Mother of pearl. But into that, <laughs> we, you, you go. You know what I mean? In the eighties, yeah. in the eighties, it would have been around this time. In the eighties, the British holiday was a format. Yeah. 
Nowadays, it's more tailor-made. You get up to what you want to do. But in those... I actually miss those days. Yeah, well, we, we go on catamaran. That's one of those trips. Because, like, when you get there on the first morning... The uh, the rep comes, don't they? And That's right. And you, you're wearing you you you're, you're white as fuck, okay? Because this is your first day on holiday. You, you're sweating and you're wearing <laughs> your, your new holiday clothes. I I love that, right? Okay. You sit with everybody, strangers, not yeah. speaking to anybody, yeah. and then they say, right, how much money are you going to throw at us now for us to take you away? And if you if you're one of the people who are like there in your second week or something. When you see the newbies arrive, you sort of can look down on them a bit. Oh, you don't do, you don't you? We've well, experienced more. And when, <laughs> do you know what? When they leave, you're in charge. It's like scum. <laughs> what? It's, you know that bit in scum when I'm the daddy now? No, is, is that the film? Yeah, scum. The, yeah, you know, Ray Winstone. Yeah, I've never seen it. All oh, right, okay, yeah, I wouldn't. No? It's got oh. buggery in it. Oh, oh, I don't like that. No. I'll tell you what, I tell you what I've not watched. I've not watched. Um, Shawshank Redemption for that reason because there's buggery yeah is there there's forced buggery on Andy Dufresne or Dufresne I don't know if it's in the it's, <laughs> is there really it's in the it's I just remember the, that poster of Rita Hayward it wouldn't have been much that's what Stephen it? King's book was called wasn't it the poster of Rita Hayward no it was called Rita Hayward Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Redemption that's it yeah anyway so hang on there isn't any sex in it is there well, in the book there is. Um, yeah, I don't think there is in the film. So, because what happens is he's 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 anally raped by Mr. Big at the at the prison. Well, that's basically that's what you become when in the second week of the holiday, <laughs> when the because it's because you, you what you've got to do is you go into that little meeting, you book your excursions, yeah, you you wait a week. You, you bugger <laughs> you bugger everybody <laughs> they leave and now you're Mr Big right that's that's how a British holiday works right okay then right now then the is sitting in a chair is David oh yeah yeah. a I chair if you if you remember did you remember what it would look like I'm guessing garden chair no it was one of them ones that hang from above and it's it's oh. like a cocoonish sort of uh, would you say yeah. bamboo yeah woven yeah. so there's no legs on it no legs, it's hanging. And guess what? It's the one that they used in Emmanuel. Well, that's... that. When you Sylvia said Crystal. This, yeah. yeah. When you said this, I thought of Bongo, because I don't know why, but that's a little because of the Emmanuel thing. Well, funnily enough, all I remember of Emmanuel is the, the film cover. Yeah. And it's that, that chair. Right, yeah. now then, I don't know if I've ever properly seen it, so what I did was, I went online, I found Emmanuel... And I watched it in fast forward. Right. Yeah. And is it is it good? It's actually really it's good. It's got some quite frantic sex in if you it's watch got it some fast fran- forward. It's frantic sex. Yeah. I mean, I'll not give what happens in Emmanuel oh, no, away. No, we don't. No, we could never guess. I there are times when you just press play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but if you watch it at times six, not two, get it, get past. But it's actually a really good story. Anyway, is it? Is there a story to it? There actually. Oh, it's a proper film. It's like a proper film with sex in it. Oh, right. It's a proper story. Have we talked before about the fact that in, in Britain, in, like, the 70s and stuff, they, they made sex comedies? We have, haven't we? Uh, we probably have. It's, it, it's always on my mind, so... But that, that was what they were, weren't yeah, they? they? Yeah, they had uh, an actual plot. Yeah. Now, in... And, and comedians in it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It was like a serious film, whereas in Boogie Nights, yeah. which sort of charts the, the, the age when film went to video 
Uh, you know, nobody was bothered about actually making a movie. They were just bothered about getting people to whack off in front of their TV screens. Right. And and th- th- I think the whole the whole thing there is that at, at some point they just said, "There's no point in having a storyline anymore. Let's just yeah. have sex." Yeah. Well, I mean, is it is it. Is it Bongo? Is it is it for that, or is it telling a story? You don't want. Well, Emmanuel is definitely a story with right. Bongo in it. Right. Well, I suppose that's that's good in a way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, I agree. So now then, <laughs> he jumps out of his chair, and to indicate that this that David yeah. has got some sort of spiritual thing, there are pan pipes, pan pipes, yeah, all the way through. <laughs> in fact, not all the way through. Only when David is being mystical. Yeah, or or it seems if. There might be some trace of him. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't actually have to be there. He's just an heir of David. Yeah. Um, And the next bit of music that we hear is the Caribbean steel drums. Yeah. Okay, so we know we're firmly in the Caribbean and not in Rochdale. Um, The the main guy there, Stuart Whitman. And we've seen him before, haven't we? We have, haven't we? I don't don't know. And do you know where I think we've seen him before? No. Is he not Tanner? Is he not Tanner in... um, the the one about the, would you believe it? No, oh. no, oh. He, that's Richard Johnson. He looks like him though. He does he's it. a right craggy sort of fellow. Yeah, isn't he? yeah, he's got that. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's got crags. <laughs> so wh- wh- where is he from then? Well, he's a, he's an American, and uh, his his most uh, famous thing is uh, for playing a uh, Marshal Jim Crown on the television series Simmer and Strip. Well, I know that that's not where I've seen him before, no. but. Uh, he was the romantic lead in those magnificent men in their flying. Again, shows. I couldn't. I don't know. Have you not seen those? No, that's, that's I know the song. Yeah, those magnificent men in the flying. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a great film. Isn't right, it? that's I, an English comedy from what well, I think it's English. It's got loads of English actors in it. I tell you, who it reminds me of who? Somebody who would have been the murderer in Columbo. Oh, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was that. He's he's uh, he's he's. Done a lot of films. He's been with um, John Wayne a bit, and uh, he's done all sorts. Anyway, yeah. Well, but he's it, he's de- he, when we say that uh, this 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 book, this story, sorry, is about the boy who talked with animals. The boy who talked with animals isn't really the main character in this. It's Sam who is this Stuart, Stuart Whitman. Whitman. Yeah. So w- that's who we meet now. Is Sam? He's talking at the bar. And he's talking with the hotel owner, right? Yeah, um, and they're talking about an incident where somebody's been killed by a falling coconut. Yeah, uh, and and he was, and they're just saying that you know that there's no real compassion by the hotel manager because he was just no. bothered about the chaos that was involved in trying to sort it out. No, I mean, it, and to sort of how much it's going to cost him. A bit reminiscent, I suppose, of the. Uh, Fella in uh, Jaws, the uh, the guy. Oh, the mayor. Ah, oh. Larry Vaughan. Is that his character name? Uh, yeah, he. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Murray Hamilton. That's, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a bit like him. He doesn't really care about the fact that there's a disaster. It's what it's going to do to business, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So Mayor Vaughan is. He's concerned about the Fourth of July celebrations. This one is basically this one is. Oh God, I've got people staying in the hotel, and I've got police jabbering on about yeah an, an accident. And people are not going to want to come to yeah. a place where they could actually be killed by a falling coconut. Now, this is worth pointing out because later on there's another incident, 
and he goes back into look I don't want to involve the police or the press or anything like that yeah and that's the reason why he's going to say this so it's worth pinning that yeah right now then I mean um, apparently it does happen this but it's not as frequent as it's thought what coconut falling well coconut falls quite a lot it's that coconut causing death by falling well they got that interesting stat isn't it which is you're more likely to be killed by a falling coconut than than, a, than in a plane or, or a shark attack. Yeah. Uh, but because it's set, the, the famous figure apparently is that it kills 150 people worldwide each year, whereas shark deaths is five. But the, it's, there is some doubt as to whether that's true. Because apparently, you know, not only has it got to hit you on the head, but it's got to be heavy enough to kill you and it's got to be falling from a tree yeah. tall enough. Yeah, and as you know, it's, if it. If it's just going to strike you and you just go, what the fuck Ooh, was that? Yeah, yeah. That might cause a hemorrhage later on and you could associate it, but it's gonna, It's a tough one to prove that one, right? Yeah. I mean, apparently... So, Mr. Coconut, you are stand, stood accused of the crime of hurling yourself into the face of a, of a young lad. How, how do you plead? And, of course, he wouldn't say, oh, because he's a coconut. Absolutely, he'd say nothing. And, and as we learned last week, if the uh, victim lived more than a year and a day, it wouldn't, wouldn't be murdered. There you go. And we, can we include that as a, our that's fact a, of the day? A, it's a callback, isn't it? It's a callback. Okay. Uh, here's a fact. Right, right, nice. In World War Two, the uh, Japanese forces weaponised coconuts by turning them into coconut bombs, filling them with acid and a hand grenade. Oh! I mean, it's... That's kind of canny, that, isn't it? Mm. Well, I'm just thinking it's a good use of nature. Yeah, yeah. But it's a fact, apparently. Providing, I tell you what would be even better, right? They get a coconut, yeah. hollow it out, yeah. drink the milk, yeah. recycle it. What? The milk? The, the coconut. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you would do, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you would. Yeah. Otherwise take it to Blue Peter and I'm sure they can make some like I don't know fake boobies out of it or something like that I mean talking talking about the the uh, Japanese uh, there was a um, back in the 70s there was a guy who was had been a Japanese soldier who did not know the war had ended yeah that's right he came out of he'd been hiding in the woods hadn't he yeah yeah he was convinced that it was that everyone was tricking him and stuff and uh, and, uh, because yesterday I heard somebody sort of using the phrase never surrender as though it was a good thing. But I thought about that guy in the jungle there. Yeah. I thought it's not always a good thing. No, it's it? not. Oh. It can be quite bad. I'm just I'm just thinking, uh, are there many coconuts in Japan? No, well, this is in the uh, Pacific where, One of the, where they were fighting. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, the Japanese war. Right, yeah. OK. Right, OK. Now then, there's some commotion then. And everybody stops to look to see what's happening. They turn to the sea. Uh, and and we, for a long time, the source of the commotion is not really revealed. No. We see some fishermen coming back. Yeah, we, see, we we've got an indication something's in the fishing net. Yeah, something big. Big. It's a tough one to haul in, and it's worth shouting about. Yeah. But we don't quite get. It's like one There's of those... lots of shots where it's just, just missed, isn't there? Yeah, just, so it's like a J.J. Abrams movie, where yeah. it's not what's being seen, it's what your imagination's doing. Unfortunately... We ain't got a clue because they've got not set this up at all. Yeah. So anyway, I, mean, I you know I know that it's I know that because like it's also said, isn't it, that in a in a horror film, once you see the monster, the game's up. Yeah. 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 Uh, Stephen King sort of said that, but uh, but you know, it, in it, the book, the reveal of what the monster finally is, 
I found it to be really disappointing. The uh, the, the legend, Penny, yeah, Penny. the legend of Chubb is what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, have you heard the, uh, Tim Curry's? They were talking about. They were talk, I mean, he's uh, he's obviously had his massive stroke and he's in his wheelchair bound now. But he was talking about who was Tim Curry? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a while ago. Crikey. He, he's the narrator in the new Rocky Horror film. Yeah, yeah. Which is horrendous. Yeah, you were saying. It's just terrible. I, I get, it's, I've only given up on, I think, three films in the past. Yeah. I, I walked out of Adam's Family Reunion. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Rocky Horror, I turned it off. And there was another one quite recently Rock, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. But... Not the original Rocky Horror. As, yeah, as yeah. We're big fans. We are big fans. We, we, we frequent. We often dress up. We dress we? up and go and on tour with them. Yeah. So with the uh, yeah, so Tim Curry's talking about the new It film huh. and Pennywise, and it's well worth. There's a few clips. The one clip I mean is he sort of gets to the end and he says uh, he's talking about the fact that the, the, he hopes the ending is going to be better. So when Tim Curry eventually turns, the Pennywise turns into whatever it is that it actually is, because yeah, he's not really the clown, then and he disappointed. was disappointed. That's, that's how I felt reading the book. Well, I, and I, I agree. I think it is one of those stories where you get to the ending and, and because of all the amazing groundwork, you really expected something yeah, different. Yeah. Because it, it is an amazing book. Yeah, but um, films I've not watched to the end were one that I remember was um, I'm not remembering it very well. The one with Leo McKinley, Leo, Leo McCaprio, um, Incept- Inception. You didn't like? Loved it, but walked out because the when the bit that, uh, gets uh, to where the cities or the world is yeah. fall, found in on itself, it started me like sort of tripping a bit. Oh right, okay. and uh, I got the fear. <laughs> and I just had to go out and I, so I, I went out walked around the car park a bit see if it's clear my head but it wouldn't I had to go back in and fetch my wife and we had to <laughs> have you seen it since? yeah great right, uh, yeah it is a great film uh, um, another one I've, tri- <laughs> I've tried to watch The Hobbit two or three times and do you mean Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? The Hobbit yeah I, I like Lord of the yeah, Rings I agree. all its inceptions yeah. The Hobbit no yeah I, I, I've I've yet to watch the final part of The it, Hobbit yeah it's really weird because I was so made up I was like I couldn't wait for it to happen and yeah. I got to the end of uh, Desolation of Smog, Smog and I just had enough yeah is that The Hobbit is it that's the second yeah. book I, yeah. and, and to sort of br- draw it back here another one that I've not watched is um, one of the uh, many many Pirates of the Caribbean probably number four I mean, I really, really enjoyed the first one. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's diminishing returns, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I couldn't tell you which order they're meant to sit in, so I don't know which ones I have and haven't seen. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Black Man's Curse. Dead Man's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it something about the Black Pearl? The Black Pearls is, is a boat, yeah. Okay, right, okay, there <laughs> Well, it's funny, we're talking about walking out of films, and yet we sat through this. 
Yeah, on, on a number of occasions. <laughs> but one of them was for work, so that's not so bad, is it? <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Um, well, anyway, this commotion is happening, so uh, they've said it's some kind of monster. Yeah. And it turns out to be, what, what is it, a massive turtle? It's a massive, a massive turtle. I mean, everybody's like running running down yeah. to see this. They're, they're running in as if it was kind of like a fight in the school playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and acting that way as well. They're be, they're, all these adults are acting like dicks. Yeah. People are saying, stand well back. And nobody's standing well back. No. Uh, and and what it is, it's it's a it's a, a real big turtle. Here's another here's another could be a fact this, right? This is what I've what I've been told, I've never checked it. In piratey type times and that, um they used to catch turtles because they're easy, because they're big and they weren't slow fried, and slow. Yeah. And they weren't frying the people. Yeah. The perfect combination. All over the Galapagos Islands, weren't they? The giant turtles. Yeah. And then what they would do is they would use them as meat, but they wouldn't kill them. They'd just like stack them up on the deck and presumably lash them down and then just leave them until they wanted to eat them and then they'd kill one and leave others fresh. That's quite nasty too. That's horrible. Where's this? This is pirate time. Oh, God. You know, the more I hear about pirates, the less I, I like them. They're, they're not the sort of funny jokes no. as you think they are, are they? No. No, the films don't do them any justice. No. <laughs> well, they're, no, they're, they do no, them the more justice, do more don't justice. They? The films don't do them any... We ought to start an like anti-pirate films. backlash. Yeah, anti-piracy. Anti-piracy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, right. there so it is, a giant big turtle. Now, coming out of the, you know... Out of the story there for a minute, which I'd loathe to do, <laughs> is it... What is it? Rubber? Is it motorised? Is it real? I don't know. It's it. It's it's not prosthetic. It's not. It doesn't seem to be latex. It's yeah. something. It looks like because it's it's moving as well. Yeah, it's it, got yeah. moving parts. Yeah, it's flippers moved. Yeah. So I mean, basic puppeteering would have existed in movies by yeah. this stage. Yeah. This just seems to be like a combination of. A puppet and a, a, a just a plastic, a, a flexible mould. Yeah. So you think it's definitely not real? Then? It can't be real. I mean, for a start, it didn't scrag everybody's face off, which it <laughs> could have done. But um, well, well, they say it could slice your hand off. I mean, you, I would have thought it'd have a finger, but I wouldn't have thought it'd do your hand. I I, well, the know. size of its mouth, oh, it could true. have done. But it, it, right, what we're introduced to is a number of different people in this circle as they're stood around. Yeah. The, there are two people that I really wanted to see more of, and they only have one line in it, right. and, and they're like Tarzan and Jane types. Oh, he, oh, he, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like a muscle, body... Muscly man. He's a huge, huge muscly man. Oh, like, he's got a six-pack. Yeah, and she's a busty, like, English flirty... I wanted to see more of them. Yeah. Like, that, that would be a great... I'd love to see what they're doing The next. Adventures of Tarzan and Jane, <laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like... Uh, because this, oh well, here's the thing: this a six pack is reminiscent to the underside of a turtle. That's right, absolutely. I'm yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, there's a yeah some juxtaposition between humans and animals. Yeah. yeah. But a fella comes up. Uh, is this the guy with the, must- the mustache, the the white dinner coat? Uh, well, I I will. We we can talk about him, but what really sort of amazed me is the man who comes up to poke it in the throat with an oar. So he's, <laughs> he's an American. Bear in mind, at this stage, we're commenting about how nasty this animal could be. So one, so somebody gets a, a boat oar and sticks it into its neck. And then, right, and then somebody says to him, don't do that, you don't, you don't know what 
you, you <laughs> is going to do. And then he's, his reply to that is, what makes you such an expert? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be an expert to know that prodding an animal in the neck with an oar... He's it's not going to please it, is exactly. it? But why does he do that? Well, I don't know. I, anyway, tell you what, the... I, I, I felt a bit guilty about this because when that happened, I laughed out loud, right? Because and you knew it weren't a real turtle. Well... You must have done. Because I thought, how ridiculous <laughs> is this? Yeah. That this man has come up and seen a turtle lie there and thought, I'll get an oar and poke it in the neck, right? I mean, it's probably... It is, sorry, he's properly, like... Ramming it in the neck, isn't yeah. it? There's nothing subtle about it. He's not stroking it. But I felt guilty because I thought, what if Chris thinks I'm laughing because I think it's funny to poke a turtle in the neck? I mean, obviously, it's not something we're going to come across in, in our lives. But I thought, oh, I don't want him to think of that, so I thought I'd explain it later. Yeah, uh, well, uh, thank you for that. I, did, I, did, I knew you were laughing because it's ridiculous. Right. Uh, what the turtle does next is it grabs hold of the... Or, or and uh, bites, the end bites it. So they know now the turtle means business. Yeah. Now and, and they know that poking it with, with an oar is going to That's bad. It. We are now experts. <laughs> right. They then begin a bidding war... Yeah. on who's going to actually own it. An American, a brash American yeah. wants to own it for the shell uh-huh. and the hotelier wants to own it presumably for food. Food, food and that. Because well, like, what, what surprised me with the brash American and, and he's, he's a bit of a caricature from like the 70s really. He, he is. He's, he's, I tell you he's a bit like Baby's Dad he's, but worse. Yeah, that's from Dirty Dancing. He's, he's like if Baby's yeah. Dad was a travelling salesman from the 1950s. That's right. Now, remember last, last week Vicious Circle we were talking about Somebody who doesn't know what a punk is, yeah, and, and then writes a role of a punk on what they think it is. Yeah. This this sounds like is it? We need to write a role of a brash a brash American, <laughs> and they come up with that because it's nobody really acts like this. Yeah, certainly I, nobody who would be wearing a dinner jacket. Yeah, and and I thought that his uh, his wife was calling him Ernie at this point, and and I wrote down. That uh, I wrote down Ernie so that I could I could yeah. sort of call back to it. But well, then what surprised me later on is that he's he's called um, Mr. Berners. Now he can't be Ernie Berners, <laughs> <laughs> but if he is, that's probably what's made him the character. He is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, uh, listeners, watch it. See if you think he's called Ernie Berners. <laughs> um, well, he. Uh... The reason why he's brash is because he's determined to get this. I don't care what you do with it as long as I get the, the soup. Yeah, and, uh, sorry, the shell. And he's sort of spurred on by wife, sort of, sort of taking. Oh, if my Ernie Berners says that he's going to get something, he's going to get it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he's he's in a corner now. Yeah. Uh, so I can feel for him, yeah. even though he's brash. Well, the the fisherman's saying, "No, you can't do that." Besides which, I've sold it to the the hotelier. Yeah. And he says, "Well, what's he going to do with it?" Food. So, well, I want the shell. So, get, just I don't care. Just get me the shell. Now then, Sam then speaks up. Well, he it, says, "Is is Sam the kid?" Sam's yeah. the da- Sam's the um, the, uh, the kind of like the lead fisherman. No, the lead guy. All right. Oh, he's going to go on about his age. Yeah. So he says that this turtle's older than every one of us. Yeah. It's about two hundred fifty years old. It's been swimming these seas. It was here when George Washington was in the White House. Yeah. Um, which is which is and like Napoleon lost in that. It was, but it weren't actually watching any of that, was no, it? No, he didn't. He wasn't conscious of that. No. But however, it's the point is. He's got more rights than you potentially. Yeah, that, but that's then based on the right on the 
sort of supposition that you accrue rights the longer you live. Is that, yeah, is that... N- no, I, I think what the mist is an important part here, which is you've dragged you've dragged him out of his home. Yeah. And now you're claiming him. Yeah. Whereas you should never have got him out of the sea yeah. so that you could never have claimed him. Yeah. That's the point that should have been made. Yeah. And not, don't poke him with an oar. You don't and need to be an expert to know that's going to piss it off. That's another point you should have made there. But so, <laughs> yeah, so um, at this point, your cat purred, by the way. I've made a note of that. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So they all begin to heave, heave, and they're bringing the, the, the uh, turtle further in to, to shore. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a boy comes along. And we know it's a boy because be, the power pipe start. What, <laughs> but just before this bit, there is a there is a, a, um, a commentary by somebody, which says where they say, "Ladies handle the cameras, men pull the turtle." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And the, the reason why they're doing it is because at the moment we've not decided who's going to own this outright. Yeah. All we know is that somebody is, so they're going to bring it in. Yeah. Well. There's a big old commotion in trying to get the because it's a hefty beast. Yeah, and uh, David sees we again. We know David's arrival. The, the pan pipes, pipes, Yeah, he sees the issue when he runs to help and he starts screaming out, "Let him go! Let him go!" Let him. And then his his mum says, "You're making a fool of yourself." <laughs> and, the, and I just I just think that there's ways to go around talking to your kids. Yeah, and that's not one of them. No. <laughs> well, somebody just says he's just a kid. The mum says, look, sorry, okay? Yeah. So he, he he talks to animals. Yeah. Right? He, yeah. She doesn't say he talks with them. No, he says he talks to, to animals. Them, like yeah. we would say. Yeah. And then, uh, he, this is then Sam speaking up saying, you know, he's right, we should just let him go. Yeah. I mean, so at this point, the kid goes and actually talks to the animal. Yeah, he runs over, there's some crazy music, but then he starts cuddling. There is, it is crazy music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he runs over, and as you say, he, he starts to cuddle him, and he starts talking to yeah. the animal. Yeah. The animal seems to be pacified. Yeah, well, it's probably sort of grateful he's not poking it with a stick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The pan pipe starts up again, so yeah. now it's now mystical again. Yeah. So, uh, anyway... They go into a bit of negotiation now. This is a second negotiation because the dad is saying, "Look, he, ha- he has animals. If you if you eat him or kill him for the shell, or both of those things, the kid's going to go mental. Yeah. So I'm going to buy this and we'll work out what we're going to yeah. do with it. I'll offer a thousand dollars. They go. That, that sounds good. Which, which again, yeah, he's sort of looking at that the wrong way round, isn't he? He's, he? he's saying if you eat it, it's going to cause my child to go mental he's not sort of taking on the bigger issues at all which is his child's going to go mental yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. however he's probably in a roundabout sort of way doing the right thing oh did because he's stalling the death of this animal yeah which is good that's what we want Ernie Berners this is where the, bid, the bidding war starts so we're at a thousand pounds currently yeah dollars thousand dollars I think I yeah. do this a lot yeah and uh, Berners comes in and the, and he's going two, two and a half. And so he says two and a half. I'll give you two and a half. Yeah. Then it goes to three thousand, in a, in a response. And, and Eddie Burners comes in at four thousand. Four thousand. Yeah. And then Sam says, "You know what? You should give it to the lowest bidder. That's the right thing to do." Yeah, which is a sort of if you're going to have that sort of rule then it's not so much an auction, is it? No. It's just first person to make a low bid. Yeah, well, 
No, lowest bid. Yeah, the Bernie Burners ought to come with five dollars. <laughs> yeah, he says lowest. Yeah, first bid, and then the hotel he says first bid was plenty. Yeah. So he should he should have tried a lower amount. So, yeah. but the dad's a thousand dollars out of pocket now. Who cares? Brash American goes off in a huff. Yeah. Um, and then the condition is, I'll give you. Not only will I give you this one thousand dollars. But I'll give every one of the fishermen a hundred dollars, provided that provided. they let it go and don't try and catch it again. Now they go. That sounds good, yeah. right? Okay. They Tell you come. What you could do if you could find sympathetic tourists. You could like just have this turtle <laughs> and drag it onto a different beach every day. Yeah. Probably was that. That would have been a better twist. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? It would have been an amazing twist. Yeah. yeah. So w- then the turtle starts to crawl <laughs> back to the ocean. Uh, now. They've turned it over at this stage, yeah, so with, we can with do the, it. With the, with the oar. And this is where we can see it moving, so we know that it's going to be a puppet. Yeah, because you can see its flippers, yeah. but I think it's, it's been, been pushed shoved, from behind, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, it reminded me of the, the dog man at the end of Fly 2. You know, um, Eric Stoltz, when, he, when the, the thing goes into a dog, it's an inside-out dog. Oh, right. Oh, that's yeah. not good. Um, uh, kid says, kid talking to it... Says half pipes again. Go turtle, go back to the sea, which I don't think it's going to need that direction, is it, really? No, if, it, if that's all he's saying, he might as well just keep his mouth shut. Yeah, well, you see, the boy who talks with animals, it uh, doesn't say, and the animals listen. No. Or the animals understand. It doesn't ever say that. It just says that this kid is talking with animals. It could be boy who states the bleeding obvious. <laughs> <laughs> then, off it goes, into the sunset, the turtle, that is. Yeah. And the boy looks around as if with his silhouettes, panpipes are going. He's waving it off, isn't he? Giving it a wave. Yeah. Next day. Lady dies out on the balcony. She she does a really classic sort of Judith Chalmers style, here we are in Jamaica, and I'm going to do an excursion today. And that was, a for those who are under the age of 30, probably won't remember Wish You Were Here yeah. um, with Judith Chalmers. Uh, but yeah, so she looks out all glamorous like into the uh, into the Jamaican air at the sea. Seeing that, yeah. Dad's still in bed. He rolls over. She then goes, D- "David, come on now." It wasn't just a matter of just going into the room and saying, "Where's David?" She calls him out, "David," and I thought she said it in a way that secretly because she's been part of the film and the cast and, mm. the, and the crew, she knows that he's missing. This made me laugh yesterday. Now, I don't know if this is a joke that's known or what, right? But I did not know it. And uh, I was... Uh, I don't know who to credit this to because I was, on, I was online, I was playing a game and there were, I was saying the other week, sometimes the chat really annoys me because they talk about things like what rules do anarchists live by? <laughs> and... Uh, yes. <laughs> but this one, it was a joke and it went along the lines of a man... And I thought, when I heard it, I thought, how can I tell that? Um, because usually I'll tell a joke from the first person, but this one didn't work like that. And it reminded me a bit of Ronnie Corbett, how uh, he tells him. But, so, the, all I can say is, a man goes to an interview, and the interviewer asks him, we we'll call the man Dave, the interviewer asks him, Dave, what's your sort of worst quality? Dave says, well, I'm too honest interviewer says well I don't really think that's a negative quality Dave says I don't give a shit what you think (laughs) oh (laughs) right so it turns out it is a real negative quality because he just says I don't give a shit what you think yeah actually that reminds me of 
Yeah, that is that kind of thing. Um, something else has popped into my mind. I'll try and remember it. But the uh, a woman goes. A woman is sat with a guy, and she says, "Look, I'll be, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I've uh, I didn't know if I was going to enjoy this first date, so I did some acid beforehand, and now I'm tripping out. The thing is, I I think I quite like you." And I'm not sure if that's the acid talking or if that's what's really happening. And um, the uh, the person opposite screws up a CV and puts it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Tells her to leave the interview. Uh, anyway, but the reason I liked that was exactly the response. I had the same response you did. That silence while I'm trying to click it in, and I'm thinking, why is he saying this? Because I, I didn't. He didn't present it as a joke. It said I said, and as and then a I thought, oh yeah, yeah. Thought, oh god, that was really yeah, good. Yeah. So I'm going to write that down. So could, could that be a joke then? What could that be the joke? The way you said it. Well, it's. It, I, I think, think that's the joke. Isn't with it? with the joke, I like the joke. What. One thing I like about jokes is that when there's a door, when you've got to do some work, you know, like Stuart <laughs> yeah. Leisha. Yeah. So you've got it, and you're thinking, but where is it? Where, where is it going where's to? The foot? And then you think, oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, work backwards. Yeah. yeah. Like Columbo would. Columbo would yeah, that's it. right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but then he'd have told us there's punchline to start with, the kid, wouldn't he? Ah, but that's a different thing, isn't it? Because I've been analysing Columbo recently. Oh, really? I've been, well, first of all, I was listening to the uh, Columbo podcast. And it got me watching it again. So I've been binge-watching Columbo. Oh, right. And what I've realised is that it, I always thought that it was just, you start with a murderer and then just watch how Columbo solves it. Yeah. yeah. But actually, there's, it's like Jonathan Creek. Yeah. Because at the end of it, he doesn't just go, oh, I know you did it because I was, I've watched the beginning of this episode and I know you did it. But what he says is, this, there's a bit here that proves that you did it, that proves that you were responsible, which is not included in that opening scene. Um, so the viewer still gets how... Right, we know that he did it, but how's Columbo going to get there? That's yeah. the point. Do they, at the end, the the, uh, the villain, do they sort of have a like the Scooby-Doo sort of, ooh, yeah, yeah, you've caught me. Yeah, you know, sometimes... Because I'd just say, fuck off, don't be so stupid. Well, the amount of... The amount of kind of uh, arrests that lead to convictions I would say is probably minimal however that's not Columbo's job he's just got to put the I mean with the Columbo right first time you see it great every time after that it's the same thing you know what's going to happen I disagree my friend (laughs) I've watched so far I'm into the fifth series of nine or ten but is it not the fact that there's a, there's, a, there's a killer, and it's often like somebody who's a reasonably star person. Yeah, that's who, right. Who's yeah. doing it, yeah. Does it, and then he's all smug about it. Columbo comes in looking all dishevelled and like, and like he's a, a bit, a bit yeah, sort of slow. Many tropes, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And smoking his cigar yeah. and that. And shambles about for a long time. And then... Get, then the fellow gets caught. But the first time you see it, you think, oh, he's, he's, Columbo's a bit of an idiot. He's, you know, there's something wrong with him or what. But then after that, you think, oh, he's just, he's just, that's just how he is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so, it, yeah there, is, there is that. And the so, unexpected element's gone, isn't it? But it's, yeah, but it's, you never really appreciate where Columbo's mind is at. Right. And that's the beauty of it. I'll tell you what we ought to do. As a as a, a special, we ought to do a Columbo. Well, there, d- there is the Columbo podcast. Oh, well, we don't want to stand on their toes. No, I agree. I think we could do something similar, though. Yeah. So, also, the same guys who do the 
Columbo one are doing the Jonathan Creek one right. but I think we need to pick like we were going to do oh we've done with the inside number nines is uh, is, is pick one offs yeah. like, like Columbo and Jonathan Creek pick one offs of just something but not do a specific right. can't do Columbo can't do Jonathan Creek but yeah. yeah I agree I totally agree I think we could do next one we should do is a, like a crime series right or something like that yeah maybe I don't know I'll tell you what, or we, horror. Did we, did we ever did we ever comment on that show with Jonathan Pertwee that you showed me? Who done it? Yeah, that would be a great one to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, that well, would be a wonderful one to do. <laughs> okay, let's right. We'll we'll discuss that off offline. Yeah, yeah. We sort of I think we're really wandering more into what, into our work here, aren't we? <laughs> so where did we get to? Oh yeah. So they've established that David is missing now. In the, she goes, the mum goes into the bathroom. Yeah. And she's worked something out. And what what we it's never really quite revealed here, but he's taking his snorkel and his flippers. Yeah. That's what it says. Now by now. We know something's up because the steel drum music has turned mysterious. Yes, that's right. It? Yeah, we, it's, it's been plinky plinky, jaunty. happy, isn't it? But now it's mysterious. Yeah. So, well, they've done. There's a, a, a cut between time here because the next thing we see is them at the hotel manager's office. Yeah. They're explaining that there's a problem here. Yeah. It's like they're saying that it's like Madeleine McCannell over again. And uh, they're not using those exact words. No. And, <laughs> the, and the hotel manager is saying, well, we don't want the police to turn up because, remember, there was a coconut incident a while ago and that ruined yeah. business for a few days. God knows what this turtle incident yes. is. I tell you what, there's a shell oh, It's here. not a turtle incident, is it? <laughs> it's the boy missing incident. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but there's a shell connection here and the turtles and coconuts both got shells. What's going to happen next? <laughs> well, Sam finds out <laughs> that uh, the boy is missing. Right. So, I guess a, he doesn't arrange, but he comes part of a search party. Now, in this search party, there's police involved. Yeah. There are. You can tell that because on the side of their van it says police, doesn't it? It does. Right. Okay. Now, on on back onto the beach and the fishermen that we saw earlier in the episode, they come back on board. This time they're, they're empty-handed. And, but are they anxious? No, they're exhausted. Exhausted. That's what they're, they are. Well, they've been up since four in the morning. Yeah. And just around daybreak, this is the story that they tell. Yeah. They see the turtle that they saw yesterday. Yeah. But that wasn't the strange thing. The strange thing was on its back was this young boy. Yeah. Uh, Riding it like a horse. Yeah, and they, and and they seem to need to point out that he's riding it high and his feet aren't in the water. His feet aren't D- in the water. Doesn't matter, does it? That surely, surely the thing to tell is <laughs> I've seen that kid out at sea on a turtle. Yeah, not where his feet play. <laughs> yeah, it's not the natural. It's like where was his feet? Were they above the, the, above, above the water or below? It, 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 does this make any difference? Yes, it does, officer. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, maybe maybe it does. Maybe oh, you don't want, prune, you don't want pruny feet, <laughs> and then so. But they've come or cockles nipping at his toes. Oh, you know what? I tell you what would be worse yeah. if it were moving slow. Shark barnacles. Oh, barnacles. Yeah, particularly slow because you never over a number of years. You'd never get them off, would you? No. I mean, if you tried to remove a barnacle from yeah, a rock, it's impossible. You can't do it. You wouldn't get it off your foot. No. Um, well, the. Uh, this fisherman's monologue is finished now, and yeah. uh, then Sam says, "Which way did they go?" Yeah. And he looks out into the distance. North. Is that what he says? Or is it north by north? North by north. Something like that. Yeah, it is. I, I will just say, one of the policemen here it is a British actor who played worldwide 
uh, in Porridge. That's right. He um, was the. He was a Scottish. Scottish fellow. dark man. Yeah, and and he and he, uh, and he pronounced it Wild Wade. The police hunt. Uh, sorry, police and rescue hunt begins. There's a yeah. helicopter in the air. There's a boat. number of boats. One of the boats has got rescue on the side. Yeah, so we know that's probably a rescue boat. <laughs> um, it's a big operation, and everybody but the parents seem to be concerned. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they are on a boat, but yeah. dad, dad, dad's talking, he's in a bit of a shame. You know what, what the what dad's thinking? What? The dad's thinking, he's done this before with an horse, with a hedgehog, yeah. with a lizard, with yeah. a, a beetle. Ooh, oh, ooh, fancy trying to ride a hedgehog off into, into Or a beetle. <laughs> Just ooh, spikes and But, you know, it doesn't matter because his feet were above the ground. Well, that's so, true. Yeah, so... The um, lady dies in the boat, she's looking over the back. They know it's not there, they're, they're past <laughs> that bit. Yeah, you'd be up the front. Yeah. Well, then, um, it, then they cut back to the hotel. They've given up on the search of the water. Yeah. But what they have suggested is that the news will have got around the island. So a number of fishermen are probably looking. Yeah. So we know that the rescue is still happening. And I think he's still doing the Murray Head thing or whatever. That, yeah. Uh, he's he's a bit annoyed that it's is it Murray Head or who's Murray Head? Really? Is he an is he a song? Is he a Murray Head Murray Hamilton yeah. is, uh, the, he's the man Murray Hamilton M- Mayor, Mayor Vaughan from Jaws but yeah. yeah but yeah I think he's a bit sort of pissed off thinking oh god this isn't, it is going to get round yeah. you're never going to keep that quiet yeah you, then he goes uh, it's the damnedest of things this and as he says that the pan pipes oh. so we know he must be near what, what, he must be like geographically near or we must be about to find something? I, yeah, it's one of those. Uh, yeah, he's either near them or we, we're near the bit in the, in the show. Where Mur- it's near. Murray Head, by the way, was a singer famous for One Night in Bangkok. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. Well, now your man Sam is on the boat. This is Stuart Whitman. This is Stuart Whitman, the lone, he's a lone crusader. Yeah. And uh, he spots something in from his boat and yeah. he sees it through his binoculars a... Turtle going on sh- to another beach somewhere else on the island. Yeah. So he follows it. Yeah. Now then, when he gets to the beach, panpipes start, but the the turtle's nowhere to be seen. There are tracks there and, are and footprints, footprints and flipper prints. human footprints. Yeah. Hum- uh, flipper prints and a big old scuffle of uh, drag, turtle drag, drag, drag yeah, turtle. Yeah. yeah. It's not just flippers on its own making this. No, 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 no. They're attached to something, aren't they? That's right. Yeah. Now there are. Panpipes uh, are playing. Panpipes are going. But where's the uh, where's the turtle gone? I mean, they don't. They're not fast moving. So, well, he no. gets back into his boat. But you see, it's, he's, he's had to travel some way to get there because he's seen it through binoculars. Yeah, it? maybe that's all it is. Then, yeah, it's just a bit of a distance. Time and distance equals velocity. <laughs> so there you go. It doesn't need to be a fast turtle. Um, right now, then he gets back into his boat. Yeah, and then he calls security, but he doesn't call security, does he? No, he calls he security. Calls security. Yeah. Security, security. He says it three, twice or three times, and it was funny. The, the um, but as he's calling security, he looks out and sees the kid. We can only be described as the kid on top, on top of the turtle. top of a turtle with his feet feet clear of the water, clear of the water. They were right. Now I think he's gotten more to the front here, to be honest, than the side. I, I imagine you'd be riding it like a horse, you'd have your feet high on the side of the shell. But I, I might be wrong here, but I think his feet are out of the water because he's got them towards the front. Yeah, turtle's head. yeah I, it could I, I be, yeah. Know. Well, now then. Turtle's head, of course, is, is, is a poo poo, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So 
Well, he's calling back now. It's going to be difficult to talk about this and to, to uh, at least um, replicate how it was shown in the show. <laughs> he's talking to Securitai because he's seen the kid, the, the kid on the back oh, of the turtle. Riding the turtle. The kid, as he's talking, the kid starts waving at him. Yeah. And in a flash... He thinks... That's probably the best thing for him. <laughs> Which is really a Which usual re- conclusion to come to. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, who would thank you for coming to that conclusion? His parents are not going to be happy, are they? So, the kid's not going to be happy when he's got sunburn in about six hours. He's going to be wishing he weren't reading that. Maybe, maybe he's in the pan pipes and knows it's um, going to be all right. Be. However, he goes, you know what, second thoughts, I guess I was just dreaming. Yeah. And then the, uh, and then that's it. Except for the final surprise, which which, which is as be- as good a twist as there ever is, that the outro is played on steel drums. The, the same Ron Granger theme tune yeah. is now a steel drum version of the theme tune. <laughs> which uh, there we go. That and and that is it. Now, so what do we conclude by this? That he's he in that flash, he's thought he comes back to land and he's got to mess with all these humans. And look, this kid is clearly better off with b- being out in the sea with a turtle. Because he's going to die. That's what? what's going to happen. I don't Whether you can talk to it or not, is the kid can't have a life out at sea on the back of a turtle. I, I think well, we should be giving independence to children, but surely, surely we, at some point, you've got it, to. He's about eleven years old. You don't know. It's. I just don't get. I mean. Well, it is a twist. There's no denying. Is it what, what twist? Is it? Oh, that that he decides. His, to let his, it... Yeah, his his. I mean, he's. he's He's a maniac. I tell you what, you know what we were saying, I'd like to know what happens in the next five minutes. Yeah, yeah. What if he goes out, kills the kid, yeah. eat and eats the kid and lets the turtle go. Oh, that'd be a twist, you see. Yeah, okay. And then that was his plan all along. Yeah. Yeah. He could have, he then, could have trained turtle for this very... This in fact, very he's reason. in with the turtle. Yeah. The, the, T- the, the turtle's also in with being... Dragged onto shore. It was every, all a ruse. Every ground, every, every beach. A bit like Good Band the Ugly, where that's right, Eastwood, when they set it up. Yeah, takes um, the, Eli yeah. Wallachin, doesn't he? Because he's uh, he, th- their deal is that you he'll you get, get the, the bounty on and then, but no, really, we'll not. do it again in the next town. Yeah, I'll shoot you loose. So, you know. So well, it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I don't know. Now, I've actually enjoyed talking about this a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, well, so so have I, and I, it's probably because we discussed it about twenty percent of the time, <laughs> and some, and eighty percent we spoke about the, the everything else that's happening in our worlds. So. And I think there were two, at least two facts in this one, my, my two and a half, possibly. You know. I mean, we went to Wikipedia at least three times. So I'm, I'm, going for, I'm going for at least three facts. I mean, the the fact that uh, Murray Head sang one night in Bangkok—that's that's, that's <laughs> a fact, isn't it? That is a fact, and uh, it, it was it was little acknowledged, I've got to say, but it, it is a fact. That's right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, so we're good with... Oh, what was that? Can you hear that? Is it? Is it? That's pan pipes. pan pipes. That can only mean... <laughs> we're miles from the sea. <laughs> no, but is the boy near? He must... Well, he might be on the lake. We're near what, a lake. Okay, it must be about 45 now. <laughs> well... I'll tell you what, I'll go and see who that is, and then... It would be terrible if he came in and he was wearing turtle skin shoes, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got uh, Munchausen's yeah. syndrome. You didn't, you didn't like our show, you Munch- were Munchausen's and uh, Stockholm at the same time, that would be an interesting one. 
Right. Uh, that's it. We're uh, well. We got it out of the way, haven't we? Yeah. We've and, got. And as you say, it, it was a lot, lot more pleasant than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, because we didn't talk about it very much. Yeah. And we definitely discussed the episode. We did. We did. I think we did. So we've yeah. come, we ticked the the big box, um, and that leaves us with only to discuss what's happening in next uh, week's episode, Rob. Well, next week's episode is the best of everything, in which. Uh, Arthur, a junior office clerk, is smitten with his rich boss's daughter Anne, but's too shy to ask her out because he's poor. So, how does he resolve that? Well, I'm not too sure. I, I daren't even speculate Indeed. because we will be watching it next week and talking about it as we've done today. In the boy who spoke with the uh, with turtle. turtle. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, Rob, thanks for that. Uh, shall we? Shall I see you next time? Yeah, see you next week for, you next uh, for our next episode. Okay. okay. Uh, goodbye now. Goodbye. The tales of the